When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport, even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the carny aside. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 256 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I am your host, Ben Fenn. The Padres just lost to the Philadelphia Phillies 4-2. They are down 2-1 in this NLCS series. I'd say it was a disappointing loss. The Padres had some chances offensively uh, to score. They didn't. The Phillies had chances to score offensively, and they did. Uh, I thought that was one of the differences in this game. Joe Musgrove. Didn't have his best stuff, but I thought he pitched his butt off. Uh, so I was, in, I actually was fine with Musgrove tonight, to be honest. Uh, there was obviously that bad strike three call in the ninth on Profar. Uh, the check swing. Todd Tish, Tishner, I believe, was the third base umpire. He says that Profar swings at that ball four. It was ball four. Would have set up runners on first and second with no outs. I know it's the bottom of the order, but guess what? The bottom of the order has come through for the Padres in some situations. Maybe uh, the Phillies manager, Rob Thompson, decides to not stick with Dominguez after that. I don't know. I just think it changes the inning. And I'm just sick and tired of umpires taking the bat out of players' hands. Not just players on the Padres, but just players in Major League Baseball, period. Especially in these big games and when it's the ninth inning. Like, you don't you don't say that he went on a call like that. Uh, I thought looking at the replay, I thought he didn't go. I thought he literally checked his swing. Like that's what checking your swing is. Um, his wrist did not turn. It they they did not uh, go forward. Like you could just tell uh, that he didn't go. So even the guys on the Fox broadcast booth after the game, A Rod, Kevin Burkhart, they were like, "That's that's a very controversial call." call. Uh, A-Rod was talking about how he thought the game kind of sped up on Todd Tishner there, the third base umpire. Um, and you could probably make the case that it did. I thought it was a very, very quick, yes, he went call. For it to be that close on replay, how are you going to tell that Profar went in real time when it's that close on slow-mo? You know, I just didn't understand why he went with the call that quickly. Uh, you can take a little, you could take a split second to, Make sure you, you're making the right signal and you, you know what happened there. Um, I just think that would have given the Padres that would have given the Padres another opportunity there in that ninth inning. That's for sure. First and second, no outs. And after Profar, who was up? You had uh, Grish. I know he popped out, but you had Grisham, Nola. First and second, no outs. I don't know. Does the Phillies' approach change? Does Grisham try to? lay down a bunt because there's a runner in scoring position, try to get runners on second and third. I don't know. The game, I think, changes there if that call, if the correct call is made. 
Um, that's my initial reaction in that ninth inning. Profar gave his thoughts on that initial call. I mean, there's a bunch to get into about tonight. Uh, let me play Jerks and Profar's thoughts here real quick, just right off the bat here on that check swing call. Here we go. Uh, I thought it was, was pretty big. You know, I thought uh, I didn't go, and it should have been a walk. Makes a big difference first and second. They'll be out versus the situation that it ended up being. Obviously, the emotion takes over there. Yes, you know, and Grish coming up with two guys on base. You know, he can he can bond. You know, he's he's been one of the hottest hitter in the in the postseason too. But yeah, we I guess we we just gotta hit better and and come back tomorrow and, and try to win. You guys had opportunities today, runners on base. What, what made it so difficult against four of them the bullpen? Um, no, we did. Like I said, we didn't. We didn't hit like we 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 supposed to do today. But you know, hopefully we 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 get it together and come back and 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 hit better tomorrow. Jerickson, when you went back and looked at the replay of the check swing, what did you see from the side? Um, I, I didn't have a, a a really good chance to to see it, I, but I'm pretty sure I didn't go. You know, I, he didn't. You know, maybe the bat was in front, but but. I was just getting out of the way, you know, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go. I didn't. He's right there. It was an inside pitch fastball in, and he was trying to get out of the way. He was not trying to swing at that pitch. You know, some check swings, they're trying to swing, and at the last minute, they're like, oh, crap, that's a ball. He was, it didn't look like to me that he was trying to swing at that pitch. He was going, 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 and then he saw that it was in and then didn't swing, but he was just trying to get out of the way. Here's Profar continuing. Do you think maybe you took it too far to get, you know, get kicked out in the game that you guys could have tied it up and you would have I, I was I was out already, you know. We we could have yeah, we could have tied it up. Two guys head behind me. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't if I didn't do anything, I would have been out already, you know. Concerns about a possible suspension for kicking and throwing your helmet? No chance, man. MLB doesn't suspend people for for that, and we play, we play a game, and then we play with emotion. We not we don't we don't play soft. We play to win, and I play with emotion. You know. If you had to do that again, you would. Do no, probably not. But in that moment, I did it. You know. But you know, I learned from it. Good quotes there. Yeah, I mean, screaming "f you" at the umpire a couple times. I don't know if that was um, what he wanted to do looking back on that situation but it's definitely understandable the guy's pissed off you just cost him a chance to get on base and being the tying run it would have been first and second no outs with trent grisham coming up like profar said maybe he would have bunted there i don't know but he did cost an extra base runner and he cost the padres an out there and it should have been first and second with no outs and grisham who has homered three times already in the postseason has come up with some clutch hits up at the plate and he can bunt he can do a variety of different things now you have a runner in scoring position instead of i think it was uh just a runner on first you know so very disappointing ending there i know that grisham got out nola got out but after that it kind of felt like okay the padres aren't winning this game uh because profar he had a good at bat there and he got 
the bat taken out of his hands. Well, one, the bat was going to be taken out of his hands anyway because it was a walk, but he got sent to the dugout when he was supposed to be sent to first base. That's that's the bottom line. Now, I don't want to make this all about Profar, all about that Profar call. Uh, I see people in the chat, they're a little frustrated about it, and I understand. I think the bottom line here, when you are looking at this game, the Padres did have chances offensively to come through with the timely hits, and they couldn't do it. You look at the Philly side of things, they did come through with more of the timely hits than the Padres. You look at Gene Segura there. That was a good pitch by Joe Musgrove. Breaking ball, down and away, and Segura just floats it over Crony's head and brings in two runs. I think it made it 3-1 at that point. Uh, Alec Bohm come through after Musgrove gave up that double down the left field line. Uh, I think it was Castellanos maybe who he gave it up to. But they came through there with those timely hits, and the Padres didn't. Uh, top of the six, there was first and third, one out. Bob Melvin pinch hit Josh Bell for Will Myers. I thought that was the right move, going with uh, the matchup there. You're getting Josh Bell, a lefty, up at the plate instead of Myers, a righty. And Josh Bell, but he grounds into a double play. Uh, and that was a 3-2 game at the time. One-run game there. Uh, and it was unfortunate. You know, the runner on third, if the double plays and grounded into, a run scores, right? And it's a tie game there. And who knows what happens after that. Uh, you go to the eighth inning. Soto's on first, no outs, Manny strikes out. Drury gets Soto to second. Uh, and Crony, with uh, two outs, Soto in scoring position, doesn't swing at the first strike, which was pretty much down the middle, doesn't swing at the second strike, which was pretty much down the middle, I, I believe, as well. I didn't like that. Uh, I know that the at-bats previously, he wasn't swinging at the first pitch. That's usually what he does. He doesn't really swing at a lot of first pitches. Manny likes to swing at first pitches uh, when it's there. Crony doesn't really do that. The second pitch, I think he should have swung there. Uh, he continued to battle through that at-bat, and he did kind of hit a line drive to second base. It didn't get over Segura's head. Segura made some pretty nice plays in the field as well. I know he, he had a very, very uh, weird night tonight, I'll say that. Getting picked off at first, coming up with those hits, um, dropping that double play ball right that gave the Padres their first run of the game. Um, wild night for him, but I just think the Padres offense, they didn't come through with those timely hits and the Phillies offense did Joe Musgrove. Yeah. It was a really, really rough first inning. No doubt about that. I mean, starting off that inning with what it was a couple walks. He could not get that breaking ball for a strike. Um, I mean, to save his life, really. Uh, then Ruben Niebla comes out with the mound visit before Harper's up, and he gets Bryce to ground into the double play, then gets a grounder, I believe, to short to end that inning, and only one run ends up scoring in that inning. I was pumped up when that happened. I thought, man, this might be a game changer here. The Padres, if they go on and win this game, we're remembering this first inning. I still remember it right now, uh, but that was absolutely huge. In the bottom of the second, he stranded Bryce and Stott at third base, got the strikeout uh, high in the zone. In the fourth, he gets Castellanos to ground into that double play. Stott uh, doubled later, uh, I believe, in that inning. And if they didn't get that double play there, those runners would have scored, or at least the runner that would have gotten to second would have scored um, on that Stott double. So really, really great job uh, by Joe Musgrove, I thought, a lot in these innings. I mean, in the sixth inning, yeah, he hung that breaker, the breaking ball to Castellanos for a double. 
and then he scored on Bohm's liner. I saw a lot of people, they were like, oh, Ben doesn't has never watched baseball before. Uh, he should stick to uploading umpire bad calls and stuff. Uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. When I thought that Soto shouldn't have dove for that ball. Remember, he made that bad play earlier in the game on the ball that went into the gap. Uh, just didn't take the right angle to it. I think this one, he should have let it drop. And I think he would have been able to get to that line drive. Uh, would have been probably a single by Bohm if he didn't die for that ball. And there's a lot of people on Twitter and John Schaefer as well. Uh, I love him. And he didn't agree with me. He was like, no, what's the only other, what's the other option there to not dive? And I'm like, let it drop in front of him and the run doesn't score at that moment. John thought, no, there's no way that Soto keeps, um, who is it, Castellanos or whoever, at third base there. Like, he's going to score no matter what. I don't know. I don't agree with that, to be honest. Looking at the replay, when Soto dove, the ball gets past him. Then they show the runner. He, doesn't, he hasn't even touched third yet, right when they get to showing the runner. And the ball is well past Soto already. So if Soto lets that drop, he gets the ball. He has a strong arm. I don't know if they send him. If they do, I think they have a good chance of throwing the guy out. I don't think that's the end of the world, that play. Because, again, the Padres offense just didn't come through in those big situations. Uh, or they didn't come through with the timely hits. I'll say that again. Um, so I don't think it was the end of the world. But I, I personally don't think Soto should have dove for that ball. But maybe that's just me. It feels like it's just me because everyone else you know, disagreed. Uh, but... The Padres' gold glove nomination in right field tonight did not have his best game out there uh, on defense. I mean, again, Musgrove tonight, I thought he pitched okay. I thought he pitched good enough. Um, he kept the Padres in the game. Uh, that's that's what happened. Uh, it was, what, 4-2, to two, right, when he left? That's in the game. Um, I was surprised. Here, here's his line. Five and two third innings, uh, gave up eight hits. Like, that's probably more than he usually allows. Walked two guys, struck out five. That's kind of low on the strikeout total. Gave up that home run to Schwarber. Allowed four earned runs. Um, I wanted to touch on the Phillies. That's what I wanted to do. Um, with their bullpen, I think a positive coming out of this game for the Padres is they're going to have the bullpen advantage tomorrow. They're going to have probably the pitching staff advantage tomorrow. Now, going into this game, I thought that we had the pitching advantage because we had Joe on the mound against uh, Suarez, Ranger Suarez. I almost said Robert again. Um, but Suarez, I mean, he was attacking early fastballs, just pitches in general, down in the zone, and guys were watching pitches, and then people on Twitter were like, swing the bat, and then when they did swing the bat and they were aggressive in that third inning, it was like a, a one, two, three, like four, five-minute half inning. Like it was super quick, uh, maybe even less than that. So, I mean, Suarez attacked. You got to give him credit for that. The Padres, they just didn't come up with those timely hits. I was surprised, kind of, by Rob Thompson. Uh, he brought in Zach Eflin, who went one inning after Suarez went through five. Uh, didn't allow any runs, but then he went right to Alvarado and Dominguez. He had Alvarado and Dominguez cover three innings tonight. And that that's going to be an advantage, I think, for the Padres tomorrow. I think... You could see Alvarado pitch tomorrow, but I don't know if they're going to have Dominguez go back out there after throwing 34 pitches yesterday. Like, they don't have to win tomorrow's game 
if they lose tomorrow's game, it's a 2-2 series. Um, and then they can use the bullpen for game five and then try to go all, all out game six with Wheeler on the mound at Petco. Um, now, if the situation presents itself and they can go up 3-1 tomorrow, then, yeah, they'll probably use Domingos and, uh, Dominguez and Alvarado. Uh, Dominguez said after the game that he'd be willing to pitch. It's the postseason. You know, he's there to pitch. But, of course, you're going to say that. What, are you going to tell Tom Verducci or whoever was interviewing him? No, I'm not going to pitch. Um, I'm done. I did my job tonight. I'm not going to pitch tomorrow. Like, that's just the regular player um, response when that is asked of him. So I, I don't know what the Phillies bullpen is going to do or what that's going to look like tomorrow, what Rob Thompson's decisions are going to look like there. But uh, I think a positive you can take away here, yeah, the offense didn't come up with timely hits, but Alvarado, uh, how many pitches he threw? He threw 27 pitches to get through one inning. Uh, Dominguez came in, I believe, in the middle of that eight, so one-plus innings. Dominguez got six outs there. Um, so those those guys, those are their two best relievers. And then tomorrow, you know, they have Cindergaard, right? And who are they going to go after that? I mean, Eflin through 17, so he could go tomorrow again as well. Uh, I would expect David, uh, was it David Robertson, I think. I'd expect him to get into the game tomorrow for the Phillies, but that's not having Alvarado and Dominguez at full strength, right? The Padres, they didn't use Robert Suarez. They didn't use Luis Garcia. They didn't use Josh Hader. Um, yeah, Tim Hill was used today. Pierce Johnson, I thought both of them pitched pretty darn well. Pierce Johnson, I thought, pitched great. One in the third innings, no runs, didn't walk anyone, struck out two. Uh, and then Tim Hill, one inning, one hit, but didn't give up any runs, didn't walk anyone. Uh, they're going to have guys available tomorrow. More, or at least they're big guys. They're going to be ready to go tomorrow. If they have a lead, they're pitching tomorrow. Um, Clevenger is starting game four. That was announced, I believe, by Bob Melvin, like right after the game today. Uh, I think the Padres have the pitching advantage tomorrow. I know that Syndergaard pitched pretty well against the Braves. Sorry, I keep going to my tissues here because uh, I think I have a cold. I'm not feeling too well, but uh, I'm passionate about this, obviously. This is the postseason here. This is what I, I live for here. This is what Padre fans live for. Uh, but, yeah, just getting back to, I guess, the positive tonight. The guys continue to battle, so that's one positive. I know that's the tingler word, the B word, sorry, but that's the word I can come up with right now. Uh, they, they kept fighting. Here, I'll say it like that. They kept fighting, and they have, I think, the better pitching tomorrow. But I said that going into today, and they lost. So uh, the offense is going to have to come through tomorrow again today. Uh, they had sixth inning, first and third, one out. Bell grounded into a double play, top eight. Soto on first, no outs. Manny struck out. Drury got Soto to second, but then Crony lined out. I thought he should have swung at least at that second pitch. I think it was a fastball down the middle. Uh, ninth inning. It was unfortunate. It was it sucked. I thought it was a sucky call that Todd Tishner, the third base umpire, rung up jerks and Profar said that he uh, went on that swing, on the check swing when it was ball four. Should have been first and second with no outs. Instead, there's one out with a runner on first, and then Grisham and Nola get out. The game's over. Uh, so they should have had uh, more guys on. They should have had at least another runner on there in the go-ahead run at the plate, but they didn't. But again, Grisham and Nola got out. Uh, to be honest, when Dominguez was going to go six outs there, I, I thought the Padres were going to score at least once. I don't know how many times Dominguez has gone six outs this year, 
but it just felt like, all right, the command's not perfect. Yeah, he's throwing 100, but guys got to the the 100, you know? So, I don't know. I, I guess I was surprised a little bit that Dominguez was able to get through those six outs, but he did get help from the umpire there on that pro-far walk that ended up being a strikeout, you know? So, that's disappointing, but again, the offense... They just didn't come through. I mean, Crony, yeah, he had that line out to Segura. Uh, wasn't hit super hard, uh, but, he, you know, it was a good swing. I just thought he should have swung earlier in the count on probably a little bit of a better pitch. I think those were fastballs. Uh, I can understand people being mad about the Padres not swinging uh, aggressively early in that game, first couple innings, but they tried to then in the third and didn't do anything. I forget what their approach was in the fourth and after that when Suarez was still on the mound, but. Um, look, they tried different approaches against Suarez, and Suarez, he was attacking the zone. You got to give credit to him. I mean, um, sixty uh, sixty-eight pitches tonight from him, forty-four were strikes. So that's a that's a good percentage for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, those are my main takeaways. I mean, Joe Musgrove, yeah, he didn't have his best stuff, but he that's why he's one of. Or he That's why he's the guy I want on the mound. In an elimination game or a big game, Joe's the guy I want on the mound. Sure, you could argue you, Darvish, and you could have a good argument with that, but Joe's the guy. I mean, yeah, he struggled early in that first inning. Credit to Ruben Niebla with the mound visit, but then he continued to fight, and he got through it. Uh, struck out, what, five guys? Yeah, he gave up those four and runs, but he had some tough luck, I'd say. Uh, I think... Getting back to the offense a little bit. Not just coming up, or not coming up in those timely situations where the Phillies did with Bohm and Segura. Um, what was I going to say? I totally just blanked out what I was going to say. I mean, they, they went 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position tonight. Left 7 guys on base. Um... Those two runs that they, that's, this is what it was. Sorry. Uh, those two runs that they scored, they were on errors. I mean, you had Soto. One was a hit by pitch, and he ended up scoring on the Gene Segura error. Uh, still, I don't believe how the second base umpire, uh, Doug Eddings, not surprising, but the second base umpire um, called that play an out at second base somehow. No idea how. The ball was easily dropped. He didn't get it wasn't on the transfer or anything like that. But yeah, just that run scores on 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 a, you know the drop ball there uh by Segura. And then Hoskins had the error. I didn't know Hosmer was playing first base for the Phillies tonight. He had that error. Um and then Grisham got to second there, got to third. I think it was on Nola's ground out. And then was it Kim? Yeah, Kim grounded out the short and Grish scored. So it was not you know, a home run, or it wasn't a double in the gap that brought in a run from first or anything. Uh, it was on errors. I mean, I, look, I'll praise the Padres for capitalizing on those mistakes, right? I thought coming into this series, that was going to be a key, capitalizing on some of the Phillies' defensive mistakes because their defense is not good. Our defense is much stronger than theirs. Uh, but at the same time, you scored two runs thanks to errors. And then you can't come through with the bats 
in those timely situations, you know? So I, I guess, you know, they capitalized in one part of it with the errors, but then they didn't capitalize when they got runners on. They didn't get those timely hits like the Phillies did. Uh, so those are my main takeaways from today. I'll get to the chat. If you want to support the channel, feel free to use the super chat button. And on regular videos, you can use the super thanks button. I want to see if there's any good quotes here post game. You already heard from Profar. Um, here is Juan Soto. I guess see this is from 97.3 The Fan. I'm just playing it. I haven't heard it yet. I guess he discussed Profar's check swing in this video as well. So here's that. How was the energy here tonight? Pretty, pretty fun. I mean, obviously they're they're not rooting for you, but how fun is it to play in front of these types of crowds in, in the stadium? I mean, it's it's just great. You know, uh, every time you go to a place that is loud and electric, uh, they want to give you best, even if they don't cheer for you. I know. Uh, uh, it's pretty cool when you make them quiet, but still, uh, it's very, it's very, very good ballpark, very good fan base. Probably a bullpen day for them tomorrow. You guys have seen their bullpen a little bit now. Is it going to help over the rest of the series, just getting a chance to see some of the back end of their bullpen, especially have more reps? I mean, yeah, we got a pretty good shot. I mean, uh, everybody wants to get a really good siren in the mouth uh, and more on these, uh, in these uh, games that is really important. I think we just got to go out there and try to take every bat uh, as the last one. Just try to fight for everyone and, and do our job. Far check swing. Obviously, that was a pretty important part of the game. You guys obviously didn't think you went around. Did you have a chance to take a second look at it or see what was going on? I mean, it is what it is. They make calls. I mean, I think they have the best uh, view from the dugout. Uh, but whatever decision they make, uh, it's because it was close or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's just pretty frustrating moment, pretty tough moment. But we can blame it on that. We got to keep grinding. Came to that ball, Juan. Did you at any point the one you dove for? Were you had, did you feel like you were going to get it? It was pretty. It was pretty close. Uh, uh, I was trying to move and be in a good spot. Uh, I just think like, uh, but I was pretty close. Uh, I know even if I don't die for it, the run probably going to score. So I tried my best to die for it. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, I really tried my best because, like I say, if I don't die, probably the run is going to score easy anyway. So. I just tried to dive to see if I can catch him. All right, so there's Juan Soto. Him talking about that diving play there. Uh, and look, now hearing from him and him thinking that, yeah, that run was probably going to score uh, easily from his viewpoint, I can definitely appreciate him diving for that ball and giving his full effort there. Uh, like, I, I definitely appreciate when guys dive for balls and give effort like that. I just thought in the moment, I thought that, the Phillies runner hadn't even hit third yet um, when the camera showed him, and the ball was well past Soto already. Uh, so I thought that they would have had a chance. Uh, or Soto would have. Good arm. I thought they would have had a chance to get him. I don't think he would have scored it easily. But pro, uh, not, excuse me, not pro far. Soto, he's the one playing, obviously. So he has the better vantage point. He's the one right there. So I'm not going to focus on that too much. Uh, again, the Padres offense, they had opportunities to come through, and they'll tell you they didn't. And getting back to Jerks and Profar, Soto didn't think he swung. The Padres didn't think he went. Uh, I didn't think he went. I'm sure a lot of fans in here, fans on Twitter, fans on social media, fans watching the game that aren't on social media, 
they probably were pissed off too and didn't think that he went. And, you know, getting back to Profar's reaction, him saying F you at the umpire a couple times. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a playoff game. He's pissed off. He didn't think that he went. I'm totally fine with the way that he acted. When you're an umpire, you know that that's coming at you when you make a decision like that. It was not a clear, yes, he went. Um, I think you should have just said, no, he didn't went. You don't, you don't put the call in your hands, I don't think, as an umpire, when you're not the home plate umpire, when it's that close. And you know the pitch is inside. You know he's not trying to swing. Okay, that's ball four. First and second, no outs now. That's what the situation should have been. And it wasn't. Uh, but again, they did have opportunities leading up to that ninth inning to come through, and they did. Um, I'm going to get to the chat here. Again, tomorrow, it's going to be Clev on the mound for the Padres. I don't believe the Phillies have announced their starter yet. I could be wrong, but I haven't seen it. It could be Noah Syndergaard. Probably, that's probably who it's going to be. Uh, I think after Clevenger tomorrow, you're going to see Nick Martinez at some point, maybe Shamanaya. I don't think Bob Melvin's going to tell the media that because he doesn't want to give that game plan away to the Phillies and help Rob Thompson construct his lineup maybe a different way. But I think you might be able to see, you might see Shamanaya. I think that you will see Nick Martinez because he's, he's had a couple days off now after pitching two days in a row in the first two games. And you're going to see Hayter. Suarez and Garcia, if the game's close, I would think. You can't go down 3-1. Um, yeah, you have Darvish in game five, and you can win that game, uh, I guess. I mean, yeah, you could win that game, but going down 3-1, now you have to go win the next three games in the series. You know that That's going to be hard to do when you're going to have to face Wheeler game six, Nola game seven. Um, yeah, it's at home. And I wouldn't think Wheeler's going to pitch as good as he did in game one. He absolutely dominated. But it's just the thing of getting down 3-1. You don't want to do that. You're, you're asking for trouble uh, if you're going to get down 3-1. So tomorrow, uh, I think the Potters are going to treat this like a game seven kind of thing here. Uh, a must win or an elimination game. With Darvish on the mound the next day, they can, they can uh, expect six, seven innings from him. So empty out that bullpen if you have to. Uh, definitely Suarez, Hater Garcia, they can pitch back-to-back days uh, tomorrow and then Sunday in Philly. Um, and you just, you're just fighting to even up this series. Uh, again, going down 3-1, that's very, very hard to come back from. Just like being down 2-0. You know, if they would have had to win four of their next five games, uh, if they would have lost game two, that would have been tough. You know, so, um, yeah, definitely, I think you definitely are going to have some urgency to win tomorrow. Uh, today, losing today wasn't the end of the world, but it's still disappointing uh, because you had Joe Musgrove on the mound. When you ever, whenever you lose with Joe Musgrove on the mound, that's the first time the Padres have lost this postseason with Joe Musgrove on the mound, by the way. Whenever you do that, um, it feels like you wasted a game there. You wasted a potential win because Joe's usually that good. He was not great tonight. I think he'd tell you that. Uh, but he did still keep the Padres in the game, and they couldn't come away with the win. And now you have a game with Clevenger tomorrow, and you don't know after that. 
I don't think the fan base is super confident in Clev. I'm confident in the team's chances of winning. I mean, maybe that's that doesn't seem right. Well, if you're not confident in the starter, Ben, then why are you confident in the team's chances of winning tomorrow? I'm confident that the offense is going to be able to score some more runs tomorrow. Um, you know, the Phillies, they're throwing pretty much a bullpen game. Syndergaard is not the Noah Syndergaard that he used to be, assuming that he starts tomorrow. Uh, and I would think that Clevenger is going to pitch better than he did against the Dodgers in game one of the National League Division Series. And the Padres have all their big guys in the bullpen uh, that can come in after that. The Phillies don't know if they do. And, you know, those bridge guys from the starter to, you know, Dominguez and uh, who's their other big guy? Castillo. Those, that bridge, those bridge pitchers, they're going to have to pitch at some point tomorrow, I would think. Because they're not going to have their starter go seven innings, right? Or six innings. So, at least I don't, I wouldn't think Syndergaard does. So, I think the Padres are in a good spot to win tomorrow's game. I thought they were in a good spot to win today's game, though. So, we don't know anything. Really, right? Yeah, it's the beauty of sports. Don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I can only sit here and tell you my thoughts going in and what I'm expecting to have happen and uh, what I think is going to happen. Uh, Clevenger, here's his thoughts on starting tomorrow for the Padres. Working, feeling healthy and getting sharp for now. Oh, no, that was, that was huge. This, this whole week has been huge. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's kind of been a coin flip, I feel like, the past couple of weeks. And then coming into this one, it was really encouraging what me and the training staff were able to do. Pretty excited about getting this opportunity and knowing how important this game is. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely wanted another crack at this. I know the first one didn't go too well. I wasn't too sharp or competitive. So just, you know, feel good and feel like I can be competitive tomorrow. As far as being able to go deep, you feel like you'll have the endurance to just, hey, give me the ball, see how, see how far you can go tomorrow? Oh, yeah, I haven't had that much time off. But so, yeah, so I still got it in the tank. I apologize if you've been asked this, but how do you assess the team from what you've seen so far, the Phillies? They're a good team. I mean, uh, pretty complete through and through. Uh, I mean, they grind the same way we do. But, I mean, you know, every team has its hole, so it's just going to be about execution. Yeah, execution. He didn't execute his pitches against the Dodgers in game one there. I know that we didn't expect Clevenger to go lead the Padres to a win in that game, really, uh, with the Dodgers' ace Julio Arias on the mound in that game one. But, I mean... That first inning was pretty bad. Um, he didn't make it through four innings, right? Did he make it through three even? I don't even think he made it through three. I know he didn't make it through four. Um, so, you know, he had... Uh, what I remember from that game, I mean, the mislocation to Will Smith. He had the Trey Turner home run mislocation. Uh, I think the double he gave up to Gavin Lux. That was... I thought that was either bad pitch selection or why is Nola asking for that fastball to be up in the zone like that? Um, Cause Clev hit his spot there and Lux just hit, you know, doubled down the right field line. Um, yeah. I think it just comes down tomorrow to execution. I mean, five innings, is that too much? Maybe that should be the, ex maybe the expectation, the expectation should probably be four. And then maybe they go Manai after that or Martinez. I have no idea. They just try to empty the pen after that, and they don't pitch Manaya, and they save him for a wacky extra inning game or something. I don't know, uh, but yeah, Clev. I think he's going to be better against the Phillies than he was against the Dodgers. Uh, but that fastball was really flat, um, and it seemed like it was easy to hit. 
if you were a Dodger hitter in that game one. So he's definitely up, he's gonna have to be better. No doubt about that. Um here's Joe Musgrove on what he thought went wrong tonight. Again, wasn't his best stuff tonight. First inning did not start off good at all. But Ruben Niello came out with the mound visit, got out of that first inning, allowing one run on that Schwarber home run. Gave up a few more after that. Uh, he kept the Padres in the game, though. Here's Joe. Um, yeah, really hard time. Um, and honestly, I feel like I limited the damage really well for how I felt. Um, had a hard time commanding. I think it was just ultimately lack of execution, consistency of execution. I made some big pitches and some moments where I needed to, but um, I also made some good pitches that I thought they, you know, put good swings on and put the ball in play, but ultimately just not execution, you know, consistently enough throughout the night. In that first inning, Ruben came out and talked to you. It looked like you maybe started to get a little bit better feel for some of the off-speed. What was he talking about at that point? Yeah, definitely just trusting the spin. Um, you know, a little bit of mechanical stuff that he saw, but ultimately just, you know, trusting my stuff. You know, I pitched away from the spin a little bit early in the game just because I want to interrupt that, what Joe's saying right there. Talking about Ruben coming out, mechanical stuff. Bob Melvin did tell, I think it was Ken Rosenthal during the game, uh, that Joe was kind of not using his legs there at the beginning, too tall. I, I believe that's what Bo Mel said, if I remember correctly. And so that was, I think that's what the mechanical adjustment was. Bo Mel said that during the game. I feel like I had a good feel for it. Um, you know, but I think Harp was up at the time and. You know, my stuff's been really good against him in the past, my spin. So, ultimately, just a little bit of a game plan and, and trusting my stuff. It seemed like there were also less forcing fastballs tonight. Is that by design, or were some of them just cutting? It didn't look like forcing. Yeah, some of them were cutting. A lot of them were reading his cutters just because I was pulling them across the zone. Um, I think as the game went on, I got a little better hitting the up and away spot to some of the lefties. Um, yeah, but ultimately, just not very good command with the forcing. Made it tougher to set up the off speed. All right, so there's Joe. Um, like he said, I mean, there's not a whole lot to add after that about his performance. I already gave my thoughts. Um, yeah, just, he didn't really have a feel there. It was obvious, you know, in that first inning then the mechanical adjustments. And like he said, or pretty much like he said, I'm not quoting him, but he, uh, he, he definitely, uh, kept the Padres in that game and he was able to grind through it as best as he could with the stuff that he had, you know, as a pitcher, you're not going to have your best stuff every night. Uh, I assume that's the same thing as a hitter at the plate facing major league pitching. You're going to have some bad nights, but can you get up there and put together a good at bat for your team? Could you at least work a walk, get on base sometimes when the situation presents itself? Um, that's what it's about. And Joe, I was proud to be honest of Joe's performance tonight based on the circumstances, how it started, some of the situations he had to, that he, yeah, that he had to get out of. Um, yeah, do, do you want seven innings, no runs, like he did against the Mets? Of course. But that's not going to happen all the time. The Phillies, they do have a very good offense. They're, they're here for a reason, just like the Padres are here for a reason. And as I've said countless times already in this episode here, tonight, the Phillies came through with those timely hits, and the Padres did not. Um, all right, let's get to the chat here. I'm behind here, so bear with me. I will get to all of the comments that I feel like are worth uh, going over here. So 
I appreciate everyone for tuning in here. If you want to have, if you have any comments, any questions, feel free to put them in the chat. I will eventually get to them. Uh, let's start with Samuel here. He says, Profar had every right to be pissed. That was ball five. Home plate umpire missed the ball off the plate. Yeah. And obviously the focus is on the check swing, as it should be. He checked his swing. That's what it was. He did not swing there, I don't think. I think the replay showed that he did not swing. He was trying to get out of the way, and he had every right to be pissed off. And for anyone that's a Padres fan that watches Padre games nightly, all season long, regardless of the score, you know that Profar, he plays with passion. You know, the, there's that Twins game that sticks out in my head earlier this year. I think it was in the summer at Petco, where uh, Profar, he, I think he was at the plate. He singled up the middle, hit the umpire, and that would have been the game-tying run. Padres ended up losing that game. It wasn't close because I think Morahone sucked when he came in that game, but that would have tied the game at that point. As that, uh, after that inning was over and they were still losing, Profar was pissed off at that second-base umpire. You know, get out of the way. Uh, eventually, it looked like they, he apologized and they were good, but he plays with passion. Uh, he's not afraid to say what he thinks, and I love that about him. Um, there's been times where uh, he's signing autographs for fans, and he, there's people that you know sell them, and he's like, what are you guys doing here? You know, he's not afraid to speak his mind. I know that's not the game-related, but I observed that a few days ago. Um, just he's not afraid to speak his mind. He's genuine, authentic, and I love that about him. So I don't know if I would have said "f you" to the umpire a couple times, but like he was already out. It was a ninth inning. Uh, he's not MLB's not going to suspend him. They're not. Gonna, maybe they'll fine him, but they're, he's not going to. They're not going to suspend the starting left fielder of the Padres in the NLCS just because he yelled F you to an umpire that can't even hear Profar saying that because the crowd is so loud. You know, on a, on a call the umpire shouldn't have made, or a bad call by the umpire, you know. They're not going to suspend him. Uh, Mike says this offense was flat. First and second, nobody out. I don't think we would. it would have mattered. Phillies gave them the two runs they got. That's true. Yeah, I mentioned that. I mean, yeah, they got... They got their two runs the Padres did tonight on those errors. Um, but you do have first and second no outs. I'd rather have first and second no outs than a runner on first. I believe that's what the situation was. I'd rather have first and second no outs than a runner on first with one out. You know, it, you don't have a runner in scoring position anymore. Um, you don't have the game tying run at first. You have it at the plate. That guy has to homer if you want to tie it right then and there. You know, so... Um, I understand the point, but I don't think you can argue that that call did have an impact in that ninth inning, definitely. Who knows what the Phillies would have done if that ends up being a walk? Does Dominguez, what happens there? Does he kind of unravel and not be able to throw strikes after that because he's pissed off about the call that he thinks, maybe he thinks that that call should have been uh, strike three if the umpire called it right? Uh, or maybe he doesn't finish the game. I don't know, but it, it did change it there in that ninth inning. Yeah, Dave Samuel. Yeah, it says here. I think if Profar walked in that situation, Phillies would have put David Robertson into pitch. Yeah, that he was warming up in the pen. 
I'd rather face Robertson than Dominguez throwing 100, you know. Uh, someone in the chat here saying Clevenger on the mound tomorrow. Bob hopes he can survive one to two innings. Then we'll go Martinez. No, no, no. There's no way. Uh, I don't think that. I don't think really Bowmel said that. I don't think he said that. That he's going to go one or two innings only? No, he's going to go at least three, I think. I mean, they're... They probably want him to go like four. And then you can go to Martinez. But so if he only goes two innings, then you're getting you're saying that Bowmel wants Martinez to go like four innings? I don't think so. Hang on. I'll play the audio of Bowmel's uh press conference here. I don't think that's right. Maybe you were watching it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but I don't think that's right. Hang on, sorry, there's ads. My bad. Hang on, we'll let we'll let those ads play. Mike, meanwhile here, we'll get to Bowmel, but he says Soto has shown his this whole time with us. He is an average defender with lame arm, bad routes, bad decisions. Sometimes bad routes. I think he has a pretty good arm. I disagree with the lame arm thing. Uh, here is Bowmel after the game. Talk about the mechanics of the sixth inning. Maybe you did that for Castellanos. Uh, I thought he pitched well. It was miraculous. He got out of the first inning like he did, and I thought Ruben did a great job calming him down. I had uh, I had Hill up for for Stott after with two out, nobody on. I thought Joe could get the next guy out. Was Garcia up in the beginning of that inning, and then depending on where we went, yeah. Depending on how the inning went, but once he got two out, I was gonna. It was just gonna be Hill for Scott. After you got through this game, what are your pitching plans for tomorrow? Cleb's gonna start tomorrow. Huh. What do you expect out of him, or what could be kind of the best? We'll just see how it goes. Take it batter to batter. How much does it hurt to not have these options on the bench? You have one left-handed batter, and when you spend him, he's done. Or yeah, well, I mean, I we thought it was a pretty good matchup at the time. We feel like we have a good lineup throughout. Uh, one through nine. So, in theory, we don't need a lot of a lot of help. But uh, you know, that's what our roster looks like. I know it just left. happened, but have you seen a, the the replay of the profile check swing? What's your vantage point on yeah, it? Yeah, you know, it's blocked out a little bit. Originally, it looked like it might have gone, but then you go back and look at it. Maybe is maybe the bat didn't get out there. I mean, it's close call, tough one, but um, maybe not. At that, that moment in the game, is it's, it, I mean... Yeah, it's a big, big, I mean, big moment. Obviously, that's two out, nobody on. Soto had a couple a couple plays in right field today. There were maybe tough plays, the one-liner in front of him, the one to his right. But what do you kind of make of the way he, he played those today? Yeah, he was trying to be aggressive. Those are tough plays. Those are 50-50s, both of them. So, you know, in a, in a scenario like this, he's trying to get the ball, make a good play, and get it out. Early on, was the, was the plan to sort of wait out Suarez and see how his command was? It's kind of... A a little bit of a passive approach early on. Yeah, I mean, he walked some guys, um, trying to get the ball up, not trying to hit it on the ground. You know, he only ended, he didn't end up walking anybody, so his command was pretty good. We only got two hits off him regardless, but, uh, you know, we were trying to make him throw the ball over the plate. Hey, Skip, you, uh, 
talked how much the, the crowd at Pickle Park helped you guys the first couple of games and really in the division series as right. well. Is it the opposite effect when you come into a situation like this? It's really you know, hostile towards you? Well, I think it's it's beneficial for them. I think when you're on the road, just, you know, you, you try to make it just end up being noise. So, you know, when you're at home, you want to, you know, get some momentum from it. On the road, you're just playing. So go back over here on the left. I'm sure it helped them. Yeah. Uh, were you surprised at all that Ranger Suarez came after just five innings? And is there any silver lining that you got all three of their high leverage relievers today? And yeah, maybe to have them throw some pitches down at the bottom. Sure, but I think that was probably their plan today um, was to get five out of the starter and turn it over to the guys that they used in leverage situations. Hey Bob, do you have pitching plans for Sunday too yet, or uh, is that still up in the air? Uh, we'll, we'll let's get by tomorrow and then we'll figure out Sunday. You have an idea? You yes, know, I have an idea. If it stays in rotation? Yeah, okay, we'll see how it goes. Okay, right, thanks, thanks, Bob. <laughs> I don't know what that reporter didn't understand about Bowmill there. Bowmill was like, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. And he's like, well, do you have an idea? Yeah, I have an idea. I'm not going to tell you, but I have an idea. Some reporters, man. It's like, you know he's not going to give it to you, so just stop. Um, all right, so talking about that comment I saw about Clevenger going one or two innings for game four, that's not what Bomel said. Um, maybe I'm misunderstanding the comment, but that's not what Bomel said. He said, You're gonna, we're just gonna get what we can get out of him. I'm hoping that's like four innings and then they go Mania for a few. Or they go Nick Martinez for a few, and then they go, you know, Garcia Suarez Hater. Uh, you know, just empty the tank there because I think tomorrow it's the biggest game of the series for the Padres. You do not want to go down three-one, and then you have to win three games in a row facing Wheeler and Nola, game six and seven. I know you have Snell and Musgrove six and seven, but that's still a very tough ask, you know, with this Philly offense. Um, so tomorrow is going to be big. Mike says the Phillies manager made the right decision to go all out to win tonight. 70% with the second win move on to the World Series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 70% of people that, or 70% of teams that take game three in a 1 1 series go on to the World Series. Or, or no, I think they go on to win the series. I think it's just best of sevens. So, yeah, um, I think if you're the Phillies, yeah, you go all out because. Tomorrow's not guaranteed that you're going to get a win there. And you have a chance to beat Joe Musgrove and go ahead 2-1. Darvish pitching Sunday. Bowman hasn't said that, but that's who would be pitching. Uh, yeah, you go all out and do it. I have nothing. I have no problem with the way the Phillies went about it, and they just went all in. And look, again, that's what I would do if I were the Phillies. I was surprised that they went six out, that Dominguez got six outs, to be honest. Uh, but... I wasn't surprised that they went for it that way. I mean, it's pretty clear. Kind of like the Mets series, Buck Showalter trusted Edwin Diaz. That's pretty much it. Maybe Seth Lugo a little bit. But this Philly series, it's it's Dominguez and it's uh, the other one. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, Castillo. So, yeah, I wasn't surprised the way that Thompson went after this. 
and props to them. They went out and beat Musgrove. They got the win, and now they're up 2-1. They have the advantage. Alvarado. I keep saying Castillo. My bad. I'm thinking Jose Castillo. No, Jose Alvarado. My bad. They went with Alvarado and Dominguez. Those are the two guys Thompson trusts the most, and it's kind of like Suarez and Hader, right? You're going to them. If you have a chance, like tomorrow, Melvin's going to Hader and Suarez. And Garcia, probably. Uh, Mike says, Grisham, no hits this series. 0 for 11, back to normal. Five left on base last game. Including strike three. Called strike three with bases loaded. Too bad he has to play. I mean, yeah, you could pick apart Grisham. Um, but again, like they wouldn't be here without him. I don't think he's just been that huge. I think it's it's just the offense really as a whole, right? They went over with runners in scoring position this year uh, in this game, right? Over what seven? Left seven guys on base. So it, it's not just him. I think it's focusing on the offense as a whole. Yeah, over seven runners in scoring position. I, I think it's Bell grounding into the double play. I think, yeah, Crony he did have that liner to Segura, but it wasn't a hit. Um, I think Manny striking out there. I think, um, no, that's pretty much, yeah, it's Crony and Manny. And Bell, Bell, uh, grounding in the double play there in the what, sixth. And then the ninth, uh, Nola Grisham getting out after Profar's check swing. They, they just didn't come through. Uh, it was more of a team today. It's not one guy. Um, uh, SoCal Steve says, we expect Clevenger not to do good tomorrow. I don't really agree with that. I don't expect him to, like, dominate. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Not feeling too great. Um, I don't expect Clevenger to dominate, but I don't expect him to be as bad as he was against the Dodgers. So, in the middle there. Uh, Rams fan says, whoever wins game four, I really think wins series at the deciding game. Maybe. I mean, if, if the Phillies win game four tomorrow, you would definitely say that. Um, if the Padres win game four, it's 2-2. Darvish game, what, five? So, yeah, I think you'd give the advantage probably to the Padres going back home for six and seven if necessary. So, yeah, I think the winner of tomorrow is the favorite. I, I think more so about it being the deciding game is if the Padres lose tomorrow and then the Phillies are up 3-1. Like, that's a tough, uh, that's a very tough hill to climb, you know? Especially when you're facing Wheeler and Nola again in 6-7. and seven. Uh, My Uncle Nick says, got to swap Crone and Soto in the lineup. Soto hits better with runners in scoring position. Did you not watch the Dodger series, Nick? <laughs> what? I'm fine with the way the lineup is. Uh, they just didn't come through. I mean, Crony, did you not see what he did in game two against the Dodgers? <laughs> he had the ground ball to first base. That was the go-ahead run. Then, or was it the tying run? I forget. I think that run, it was either tying run or the go-ahead run, the ground ball to first. And then he scored. Uh, the go-ahead run on the Profar single, and then he hit that home run 
to give the Padres insurance. Like, and then in game four against the Dodgers, he came up with a hit that Padre fans are going to remember for the rest of their life with runners in scoring position. Brought in the two go-ahead runs to make it 5-3 to cap off that five-run inning. So, no, I'm, I, Crone can, Crone, he's done amazing with the bases loaded this year. He can hit with runners in scoring position. I'm fine with the lineup. They just didn't come through today in the, with the timely hits like the Phillies did. Rams fan says, you got sick going to those playoff games and screaming, being with 40,000 screaming fans, someone is sick near you. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I was fine yesterday, and now I'm coughing all over the place, have the sniffles. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'll be fine. Being with those 40,000 people, 45,000 or whatever it is, it's amazing. Um, Juan says this just feels like a seven game series I hope I hope too I mean I think it's going to get at least to a game six the Padres I don't see them losing all three games in Philadelphia especially with Darvish game five uh, it's going to get to a game six I think and then the Padres they're going to have to show up against Wheeler I think that's what it's going to come down to I hope they win these next two games so if they show up against Wheeler, they win the series. You know, they don't have to go face Nola as well. Juan asks, who thought this was going to be an easy series? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Mills says that same thing. If anyone thought this was going to be an easy series, you're way wrong. I agree. I don't think, I mean, I don't think anyone really thought this was going to be an easy series unless you're just way too overconfident in this team. The Phillies are a good team. They have a good pitching staff, good top of the rotation, good back end of the bullpen. Sounds like the Padres. Uh, they have depth in their lineup going into this series. Sounds like the Padres. Uh, an ability to score runs in bunches. Sounds like the Padres. Very similar teams. It, yeah, I, th I think everyone thought this was going six or seven, and it, it probably will. I think it's going to go at least six. Sorry, putting that person in timeout. Saul says, must win tomorrow, Ben. Yeah, I mean... I certainly think so. Obviously, it's not a must win because the series isn't over. But yeah, like I've said multiple times, being down three games to one, that is a big hill that you have to walk or sprint up because you have to win three games in a row, two of them against Wheeler and Nola. I'm not making, I don't want to make them seem like, um, I don't know, Koufax and Bob Gibson, but Wheeler, that's what he looked like in game one, and Nola pitched well until that big inning, right? So I don't think he's going to give up that many runs when he faces the Padres again. Maybe that's just me, but yeah, winning tomorrow is huge because then it's 2-2, and you can go back to Petco after game five with Darvish on the mound being up 3-2, you know, instead of down 3-2 if they lose tomorrow, Say, you know, assuming they win game five with Darvish.
Jared says, rough game, some bad calls, but at the end of the day, we just didn't play good enough. We need to win at least one in Philly to bring it back home for the win. Yep, I agree. There were some bad calls. Uh, Musgrove wasn't his best. Got the bullpen pitch good. Uh, offense just didn't play good enough. They got some runs thanks to the Phillies' defense. They didn't actually, like, bring in runs themselves, really. You know, like, big, you know, real, real runs. Yeah, I see a comment here. What were the Philly fans chanting the Padres? I don't know. I saw the 97.3, the fan account, say something about the Philly fan chants, but I have no idea. I think I think I heard Manny sucks, but that's not original. Dodger fans chant that, and then when they chant that, he hits a bomb off Kershaw in the postseason. Um, yeah, that's the one I heard, I think. I don't know about the other ones. I sure hope they weren't chanting like cheater or anything at Musgrove because obviously he wasn't cheating against the Mets. That's clear. It's been proven. Um, so I hope they didn't, you know, watch Brian Kenny and follow along with that. I hope it wasn't too much, like too aggressive or too like personal because I have heard stories of, you know, fans, Philly, you know, getting personal with players in the bullpen and stuff. All right, I think that's going to do it. Uh, Talking Friars episode 256, game three reaction here of the NLCS. Padres down two games to one. Big game tomorrow. Big game tomorrow. Clevenger on the mound. Uh, it says here that the Phillies are start are going to have Bailey Falter start. I think he's just a reliever. Maybe that's a one-inning thing to get through uh, Profar, Soto, and Manny, or Kim Profar, or excuse me, Kim Soto and Manny. Then maybe they go to Syndergaard. But Clev on the mound for us. 445 the first pitch. We'll have the free game show before the game. Uh, keep the faith. The series is not over yet. Just like after the game one loss, it's not over yet. But tomorrow is a very important game to win. All right. Enjoy your night, everyone. Go Pods. See ya.